Well, hello, hello, you beautiful bastards. How are you doing? This is episode number 197 of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. And how are you doing? Oh, man, you were really, really good to me last week. A lot of listens and downloads and all of that crap. And I want to thank you very, very much. I also want to thank you for the kind words uh, from my UK beautiful bastards and from my Australian beautiful bastards and my Canadian beautiful bastards. And, of course, my original beautiful bastards from right here in the U.S. of A. Thank you very, very much for spreading the word and for the root for the re, uh, retweets and reblogs and all of that and i want to give a special shout out to my hashtag pattern family because if you want to see some listen to some good podcasts just check out the hashtag pattern family it's like modern family but you take the m off and you put a p there because that's how it's spelled <laughs> also to those that have asked, people have asked me when I call people my beautiful bastards, how do you spell the bastards part? Because some people have been writing to me telling me that they're, be- they're, they're part of they're one of my beautiful bastards, but they spell it the, the, the correct way, bastard. But no, if you want to be one of my beautiful bastards, what you have to realize is the part bastards is spelled B-A-S-T-I-D-S, bastards and it's spelled that way because it's spelled kind of phonetically in a way because i want you to say it the same way i say it bastards because i'm was born and raised in the northeast corridor of the united states and that's how my philadelphia and new york new jersey accent has developed where i say bastards and that's what you are my beautiful bastards yeah that's right Now, let me ask you a question, and this is something I want to talk to you cats about in episode number 197. Is there anyone, and I mean anybody, that you want to talk to every single day? I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is literally nobody right now that I need to talk to every single day. Now, somebody will say, well, you just antisocial. I said, really? A professional comedian and podcaster is antisocial. Really? Is that what you're saying? Well, it doesn't mean that you just because you have a profession where you meet and you talk to a whole bunch of people that you're not antisocial. Shut up, punk. Yes, it does. In this in this particular case, I'm a very sociable person. I love meeting people and talking to people. But here's the thing. If you're meeting a lot of different people and talking to a lot of different people, notice that there's two words involved there. Lots and different. <laughs> right? Because different people can't keep telling you the same damn stories every single day. I don't want to hear the same stories every single day. Because when you tell someone the same stories every single day, you are wearing out your welcome with that person. I don't want to hear the same complaints, dude. Yes, your wife's annoying. We get it. You know why we get it? Because you won't stop saying it. We get it. Your kids are pains in the ass. Guess what? Every parent thinks their kids are pains in the ass. Do you know why? Because kids sometimes, most of the time, are huge pains in the ass. And I don't want to hear about it every day. That's what's good about social media, specifically and especially Facebook. You see, Facebook is for your family and people you don't want to talk to on a regular basis, but you like them enough to want to make sure that everything's going kind of good with them. You want to go to their page real quick, just out of courtesy and say, "Okay, that's great. The kid, your kid's doing good, blah, blah, blah. Then you write, you put, you click the like button so they know you still give a crap. You, you know, and quite frankly, you give just enough of a crap where you want to hit the like button. If there was a love button, I ain't hitting it. <laughs> I would actually go to the comment section and write like because they'd be like, well, why don't you push the love button? I'm going, do you really want the answer to that question, jackass? I don't think you do. Because I don't want to talk to everybody every single day. I'm serious. And people will go, what about a woman? What if you were a woman? What if you were a woman? Really? None of you are married? None of you have a husband or a wife? Really? 
So you really are. I know you miss them when they go away. Of course you miss them when they go away. You don't miss them the first day. <laughs> no, you don't. Tell the truth. You have one of those risky business moments like when Tom Cruise turned on the music. We'll take those old records off the shelf. Yeah, when you put it, your drawers in the shirt and you slide across the floor and start singing and dancing, you're gone. You love your kids, but the second you drop those punk asses off at school, you start enjoying yourself. If you're a living at home a stay-at-home parent mother or father whatever you are you sit there and you're going thank god even this housework is better than listening to you talk about dumb crap kid and i don't want to see any more stupid craps with your color outside the lines with your punk ass and i have to act like that's impressive guess what every other kid at the same age does exactly the same crap i don't want to hear about spider-man and i don't want to hear about dora the explorer go to school and let the state brainwash you into thinking the things that are important that aren't really that important while i do some stuff that i want to do yeah i said it and then, like I said, you love your spouse, but you don't want to see their punk asses every day. I know what it's like to be involved with somebody that I just loved to death. I loved everything about her for the most part. And she loved everything about me for the most part. But the reason we liked each other so much is because I was away. So when I came back, it was a special occasion. When I came back, oh, yeah, yeah. But then when you were around on a regular basis, oh, no, no. That's right. It went from, oh, yeah, yeah, to, oh, no, no. That's the truth. Right? I had girlfriends that literally... I knew when my welcome was worn out because that's when they would start getting nitpicky about dumb crap. And they knew when their welcome was worn out because I just stopped talking. Now, what's confusing with me, because I'm one of those guys that has been talking for a living his entire life. So I always have something to say. But sometimes when I stop talking, I'm not actually mad. A lot of times I am. A lot of times I will stop talking because I'm really pissed off and I don't want to say what I'm thinking at that moment because you ain't going to like it. But a lot of times I'm not talking like if I'm in the car with somebody. You know why I'm not talking Because I'm actually listening to what they're saying on the radio. If I get into the car with somebody and they got a talk radio show on and I can look at their face and see that they're engaged in the radio program, I'm going to shut the hell up till the commercial comes on. I'm not going to start talking about dumb crap. Why? Because they obviously turned to that radio station for a reason. Why aren't you talking? I'm just listening to the radio. You're not listening to the radio. You're still mad at me. I'm going... I don't even know why you think I'm angry at you. Why are you being so quiet? It's a seven-hour car ride. We, we we see each other every day. Okay? Maybe I want to hear this Prince music. You ever think of that? You know he's my favorite singer. You ever think that maybe, just maybe, these Prince albums that I, that I loaded, maybe I want to listen to them sometimes? Why do you think I'm upset? You're only upset because I'm not mad. Now I'm mad because you keep not shutting up but that's because you spend too much time to each other with each other and you've worn out your welcome i had a girlfriend that used to nitpick me i knew that i had to get away from her so she would literally nitpick me after we got it on right and i'm thinking let me think about that for a minute this is someone you love namely me who got it on with you real good. And I got to be honest with you. I got it on with her real good. I took her. I remember one time I took her on three good solid trips to Bang City. And I mean I goldfished her too. I goldfished the crap out of her. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably going S machine. What the hell is goldfishing? You don't know what goldfishing is? I tell you I'm really good at goldfishing women. I take to Bang City. Goldfishing is... Uh, this is how you describe gold fishing. When you stop, when you finish getting it on with them and you're in the bed like looking at them and then right there and you're looking at them and they're moving around on the bed the same way a goldfish moves around. If it jumps out of, yeah, when the goldfish jumps out of the 
tank sometimes and it lands on the floor and it starts flipping around uncontrollably. That's what I call gold fishing. And when I take a woman to Bang City, I gold fish them because they look like goldfish flopping around that just jumped out of the tank. And I goldfish the crap out of her three times in a row. And I'm thinking, hey, if I just goldfished her, she's going to be in a good mood. She's going to be happy. I mean, if somebody goldfished me three times in a row, I would be in a good mood. I would definitely not want to pick a fight with him. Ha <laughs> ha. So while she's still there goldfishing, I'm going to go out and make us some sandwiches. That's what I'm going to do. Because did I mention I goldfished her? Of course I did. Because I'm happy with the fact that that gorgeous woman was goldfished by Mr. Thomas. So she's goldfishing after I goldfished her. That's one of the say goldfishing a few more times. I go out to make the sandwiches. And she comes out in that white robe she always wears. And she had this white. She only wore the white robe when we were going up. Boom, boom, chicka, chicka, boom, da, boom, chicka, chicka. So when I saw the white robe, it was on. So she comes out in the post gold fishing white robe. And I got the sandwiches ready. And I know how to make her sandwiches. And I know how she complains all the time. Because everything that she didn't do herself is wrong. <laughs> and... And she starts nitpicking. I mean, literally, I just finished goldfishing her. And now she's nitpicking. I'm putting on some clothes. And I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm going to be leaving for work in a little while. You know, and I'm putting the clothes on. I mean, by work, I mean, obviously, comedy. And she's there. And I say, she goes, um, can I stay here? I said, of course, you can stay here. No problem. But I'm going to do throw her out. I planned on goldfishing her again when I came back. Ah, because I can do that. And, uh, <laughs> and and I had this way of tying my sneakers at the time that I found the perfect tension. And this is how nitpicky I was. I found the perfect way to tie my shoes up where they were comfortable to wear, but I could also slip them off quickly if I wanted them to, and I could slip them back on quickly if I wanted to, and the strings looked perfect and everything was cool. But this woman who was just goldfished three times in a row by me looked at my sneakers and she sat down and she said, why do you tie your shoes like that? That is so fucking stupid. Out of nowhere, literally, she just was goldfished. She walks out of the room. Her first words to me weren't, hey, that was great. She didn't walk up to me and give me a kiss. She didn't hug me. Okay, she didn't say thanks for making the sandwich. None of that wonderfulness. None of that crap. She just immediately, uh, yes, why do you tie your shoes like that? That is so fucking stupid. No, I know I hadn't done anything wrong. I just goldfished her three times in a row. So why? Why? Because I had worn out my welcome. I want out my welcome. We had been around each other too much in that past month. You know, that was about the time. That was about that was around the time limit that we could be around each other a lot. If we were around each other way too much, all of a sudden the nitpicking would start, and it was about anything. Why the fuck do you hold this? You're right-handed, right? Yeah. Why the fuck do you hold? the damn remote control in your left hand that is just fucking stupid and i'm going well i kind of have my right hand on your leg you know i was kind of caressing your leg i just i know that but oh god (laughs) i'm sitting there going what really she's you know i'm trying to i'm trying to like rub her leg you know they give you the boyfriend i love your leg rub and She's mad at me because I should be using my dominant hand on the steering. Because you can turn the channels faster with your right hand. I'm just saying you're just wasting time, you know. I'm going, okay, this is just getting stupid. I had one on my welcome. There'd be a fight. Well, maybe you don't have to come over here right now. And I'm going, oh, I get it. She's going to fight and I'm going to go away. And then we're, we're going to just kind of briefly talk on the phone for a couple of days. And then she'll start missing me again. And then I'll come back over and goldfish the crap out of her. And I go, okay, let me go along with this bullshit fight. Because that's what she she's trying to pick a fight. And the more she couldn't pick a fight with me because I didn't give a crap about fighting about stupid stuff, the more nitpicky and angry she would get. So I was like, oh, I guess I got to participate in this bullshit fight. 
let me say something that I know she's going to be upset about because then, you know, then she'll blow up and throw me out. And then, you know, I'm going to say something that's mean enough where she'll blow up and throw me out, but not mean enough where she'll she'll say never come back again. And I don't have it within me to say something that mean to her in the first place. So uh, what is she sensitive about that she's going to get mad enough to throw me out, but not mad enough to it'll last about four hours and she'll call up and say i'm sorry so i could uh oh she's really proud of her her uh her um chocolate chip pancakes i'm just gonna tell him that the pancakes suck yeah you know you uh i don't even know are you mad at me because you burnt your your uh, chocolate chip pancakes i did not burn it well taste a little burnt what the fuck you mean the pancakes those pancakes were oh you just being an asshole you know i thought you liked my pancakes i do like the pancakes i, I like them i just they were just a little burnt well why don't you just get out okay how about you and i walk out of the house and i'm walking down go okay that'll, that'll be good enough and then five hours later i'm sorry maybe i did burn them I'm like you know what probably wasn't you i probably just you know Remember, because remember, you you told me to go get my own pancakes because you went into the bathroom and I got distracted and I by watching TV. So I probably burned it myself. It probably wasn't even your fault. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know. So it was just a mix up in communication. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Well, you wanna you wanna do something today? And in the back of my mind, I'm going, Yes, I do. I want to take you out of the fish tank again. <laughs> and I went back over and goldfished the crap out of her. <laughs> But that was the thing. I had worn out my welcome. And sometimes you wear out your welcome and you don't even realize you wore out your welcome. She wore out her welcome with me. I would just be quiet. When I wore out my welcome with her, she would be pissed off and start fights and be nitpicky about crap until she got what she wanted, which was she got to blow up at me. And then I'd go away for a while, like an hour or two or three or a day or so, and then come back. And um, what did I do when I would come back? Oh, that's right. Goldfish the crap out of her. <laughs> but we can all wear out our welcomes no matter what it is man it it happens all the time it happens with your friends too your friends are really good for that kind of thing man because you don't because the thing is with friends you're not around them enough for them to really become annoying if you really think about it i'm not talking about your drunk friend who picks fights I've talked enough about many drunk friends back in the day that I had that picked fights and made a complete jackass out of themselves over the year. I'm talking about your regular people friends. And everybody has friends that aren't jackasses that are just regular men and women who are cool and that you enjoy hanging out with. But at some point, you got to cull the herd. There has to be a point where you got to start to chop off the, the stuff that shouldn't be there. You got to realize there are people you got to get rid of. And you own the, what, the best way to find out who to get rid of is to invite them to a barbecue at your house. That's one guy or a party of some kind at you. You will find out about what that person feels about you and the people will begin to cut themselves from the herd. They will begin to wear out their welcomes and they will know it subconsciously. They'll know to leave you alone. But you got to find out because eventually you're going to find out. But you're going to find out in a bad way. You need to you need to get rid of it right now. You got to find out right now, damn it, who the hell to get rid of. Have the barbecue. I did it. I had the barbecue and on my my mind these people don't even realize i'm watching them like a lion you ever watch one of those nature shows and a lion looking at the herd and he's deciding which one of these antelope to bite on the ass drag up a tree eating that's right so i'm walking around the house i'm eating some of these people they don't even realize it i'm about to sit up in a tree and watch these bastards Look at that guy over there. He knows how much I love that couch that I have in my living room. He knows how much I love that table. And I got coasters all over. I got a stack of coasters on the table. I got more coasters than people. And he's not even using the coaster. Oh, Maybe he doesn't realize he's not using the coaster. He picks up the soda. I walk over. I put a coaster close to where he had the cup last time. The bastard doesn't realize it. I'm not going to give him a hint. I got to find out what kind of bastard this bastard is. And the bastard puts the cup back on the table, but he puts it next to the coaster. Oh, this antelope's about to get some lion teeth in his ass. He doesn't realize it. 
Now I'm looking at this bass and he's got that hamburger with the barbecue sauce and the custard and the ketchup and all that crap on the plate. And he takes his plate and he puts his plate on the chair. Oh, I'm starting to climb down the tree. I might have to bite this bastard. I, this bastard doesn't realize I'm about to run his ass down and eat him. He don't even realize it. Now he just drops some potato chips on the floor. Oh, you already did the coaster thing, man. You already did the plate on the chair thing, man. I got all these tables. I got a whole bunch of places to sit down. You decided to come into this room. And oh, you, I'm now out of the tree. And I'm walking towards him. I haven't decided. I'm stalking him. The same way a lion likes to stalk down the antelope he's about to get. He doesn't even see me behind this bush. And I'm crawling towards him. And this bastard stands up. And I'm going, okay, he's standing up. And he's walking towards the kitchen. Well, the dish, well, the, 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 the dustpan and the brooms in the kitchen. I start to ease back. Okay, maybe I'll go back up in the tree. Maybe this guy's not so bad. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention. He's going to come back in here with the, 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 with the broom and the dish. When the broom and the, the dustpan, he's going to sweep up all those potato chips, knock it into the trash can. And then he's going to go, you know what? Oh, damn it. I didn't even think about it. I had put this this wet cup on his wooden table i messed up oh no and then the bastard comes back from the kitchen he didn't even go into the place where i had you have the sodas for the guests he actually opened up the refrigerator don't you see that thing with the ice and the sodas in it why'd you have to go into the refrigerator we ain't that close you bastard and comes back into the living room he does not have a dustpan he does not have a, a broom and he did he actually on the way to the kitchen stepped on the potato chips he comes back sits stands in the potato chips sits back down on the chair he doesn't sit back down on the chair soft he plops back down on the chair and there's a little bit of ketchup and mustard hanging precariously off the side of that plate oh no it's going to hit the chair and now I'm not in front of the bush anymore. And I walk into the room. And I look at him. The same way a lion looks at that antelope that's innocently drinking from the lake. And antelope doesn't even realize he's about to have some teeth sunk into his freaking neck. Suffocating him to death. Only to have his ass eaten and butt cheeks and legs and guts ripped out by the lion. And in this scenario, I'm the lion, and this antelope's right in front of me, and he's talking to somebody else, and the somebody else he's talking to stops talking to him and looks up, and he's still talking, and the someone he's talking to looks at him and points to me, and I'm looking at him, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and while he's looking at me, he sees me looking at the plate, and he goes, oh, 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 and he picks up the plate, and he takes his finger and wipes it across the side of the plate picking up the precariously hanging mustard and ketchup he eats it and puts the plate back into his lap sorry man and he thinks it's over and he begins having a conversation again with the other person the other person looks at him and he looks at the other person and I'm looking at them both and the other person that he's talking to looks back at him and points to me and he looks back up at me and now I'm looking at the table and he sees the coaster next to his drink and he goes oh jeez I'm sorry Oh hi. and he puts his drink on the coaster that's right I got my teeth sunk into this gazelle's neck yeah that's right and then I take my foot and I tap his shoe and I point down and he sees the chips. He goes, oh, geez, oh, I'm, uh, let me get that for you. And I said, the broom and the dustpan is in the kitchen next to the refrigerator. And oh, by the way, the drinks for the people at the party are in that thing with the ice, not the refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> and he gets his punk ass up, walks into the kitchen. And he sweeps that crap up and puts it in the trash can. Yeah. That gazelle, that gazelle was just eaten by the mighty lion. Oh, yeah. But you would think that the lion is done hunting. Is that what you thought? Is that what you thought? You thought that was the only prey for the lion? You thought the lion was done eating? Are you crazy? Oh, no. Because also at this party was another person from the office. The person from the office that nobody likes. 
but you invited the bastard anyway because you did you would feel guilty having everybody but this jackass show up because that would be kind of weird right everybody else shows up but this guy doesn't come so you invite this guy and you don't like this guy you dislike this guy you can't stand this guy but you invite his punk ass because everybody else is coming and you don't want to be the guy that's going to do something like that because that's just way too mean you dislike this person so much that even though everybody else brought a significant other and you would expect him to bring a significant other, he rings the doorbell, you open up the door, he walks in, you see him, and he has a woman with him that is like a female version of him, just as annoying. She hasn't even opened her mouth yet, but he's already annoying, and the fact that she actually likes this bastard, and you can tell they actually like each other because they're kind of locked arm in arm he didn't just find a woman to come with him so he wouldn't look like a punk he actually has this woman in his life and you're looking at him and you're going why did you bring another annoying person you piece of shit but you don't say that you say hey what's going on and you invite the bastard in and you give him the whole spiel hey there's sodas in the kitchen but don't get the, but just under they're in that thing don't go in the refrigerator the stuff of everybody in the thing is there huh? and the barbecue's on back and back and all of that crap and that's what happened before you hunted down the gazelle that was having the plate on your chair and had the potato chips on the floor. You just ate that antelope. You ate him up. You ate his ass up. You ate him up. You ate him up. You, you crawled across the Serengeti. He was drinking from the lake. You put some A1 sauce on his neck and got to chomping. Yeah, that's right. But now you remember after devouring that last chump, what about? the guy that other guy where is he you don't even like him i want to know where he is you go out back with his music going on and everybody's having a good time at the barbecue you go out to the barbecue you look around you high five people you hug people you kiss people you put your hands on your girlfriend's ass you whisper in her ear as soon as these people leave i'm gonna go for your ass and then you go around to everybody else and you say hey what's going on and you notice that bastard isn't back here where could he be you were in the living room he wasn't there you were in the kitchen he wasn't there you're now in the backyard he's not there you had to go through the basement to get to the backyard he's not there where is this punk ass so now you go from the backyard back to the basement he's not in either one of those places you go up the steps you go you go upstairs you go through the dining room he's not there he's not the kitchen he's not the living room and that gazelle that you just chewed up is <laughs> now afraid of you as well he should because you're about to take another bite out of his neck because you notice that the soda he's drinking is not the kind of soda that was in the ice chest he forgot and went back in the refrigerator again and he goes I'm sorry man and he gives you five dollars even though the sodas only cost 60 cents but who cares you made a profit on the deal you put the five dollars in your pocket but you forget about that there's hunting to do where's that other bastard there's no play wait a second you got three bedrooms upstairs i know that bastard is not in one of those bedrooms oh no you go up the steps and the upstairs you go into your bedroom and he's not in there which means he just saved himself from being pushed down the steps. You go into the second room that really has nothing in it because, you know, it's just you, you know. There's nothing in there but his boxes and crap. He's not in there. Girl. You go into the other bedroom. That room's actually locked. I don't know why. You probably just forgot and locked the damn thing. Who cares? It's locked. He's not in there. There's only, there's only one more room in the house. The bathroom, not a big deal. He's in the bathroom, but wait a second. There's two of them. I didn't see him or his girlfriend. What are they in the bathroom together? Ugh, that's kind of gross. Then you walk over to the bathroom. The bathroom door is kind of closed, but kind of open, but kind of closed, but kind of open. You knock on the door. Nobody's in there. And you're going, I guess they must have left. Huh? not bad i didn't like that guy in the first place i mean i invited him over that's cool that's great no problem he came in he made an appearance and he left good so you turn out the light in the bathroom you open the back the door you start to walk away and you hear ooh and on really low and some shaking and you realize there's a broom closet right in between the bathroom and the hallway you just walk past it no no you walk over and as you get closer you hear and you open up the bath open up the damn broom closet and what do you see oh no 
he's taking his equally annoying girlfriend on a trip to Bang City in your broom closet. Oh, no. And you're standing there looking at him. Now, your normal instinct would be to quickly close the door and go, I'm sorry. Come on, guys. That's inappropriate. Get out of here. Put something on and get out of there. But you're staring at him. And you're sitting there going, this guy obviously is the kind of guy that likes to slap his woman's ass while he's getting it on with her from behind. But it ain't his hands he's doing it with. It's his belly. His belly is slapping her ass as they're going to Bang City. And I hopefully, I... I, I'm going to I, I want to take this guy and push him down the steps to disrespect him a place. But I also want to launch myself down the steps because I now know there is a picture that's in my mind that it will never go away. Now, I was thinking as I was looking for this jackass about how the person, the gazelle that I hunted down downstairs and had to eat him up, how he had worn out his welcome. He was not going to be coming back to any kind of parties if I didn't get the right kind of apology for him being so disrespectful in my crib. But this guy here took the cake. In fact, I was actually watching him have some cake. And by cake, I mean the butt cheeks of the girl because he was behind her. And I said, put your clothes on. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> and they put their clothes on. Well, actually, he pulled his pants up and she pulled her girl panties up. And he even bothered taking his shoes off, the sick bastards. And then he wants to shake my hand. Sorry, man. I'm like, really? You had your hands? No. I said, go in the bathroom. I said, you know what? Don't wash your hands. Just get out. Sorry, man. I said, you know what? I, I walked them out and make sure they didn't touch nothing. And worn out is welcome. Surprised that you can wear out your welcome. People wear out their welcome all the time. It's always something stupid. I had a girlfriend, and like I said, I was around her too much. She'd get all pissed off, and my welcome was worn out. She started to annoy me, and the world, and then her welcome was worn out. I had a guy there that had the gazelle in my house with all that crap and the potato chips and the juice and all of that crap. And he wore out his welcome, and I had to jump down like a lion and eat him up. And then I had to devour them two chumps that were banging in the damn broom closet in the house that I didn't even want to be in in the first place. You'd be surprised how quickly people can wear out their damn welcome. Oh, no. And I promise myself, I just don't want to be that guy. That's why when I do this podcast, it's an hour. It used to be an hour and a half. I didn't want to wear out my welcome. I didn't want to do that. And I do it once a week. It used to be three times a week. Oh, no, not doing that anymore. Mainly because I used to get a lot of phone not phone calls. I get a lot of email from people talking about, oh, I missed that one. Why don't you just, instead of doing three 30-minute podcasts or three 20-minute podcasts, why don't you just do one episode? And I said, okay, it makes sense to me. I'm going to do exactly the same amount of content. I'll just put it in one episode. And as it turns out, that was the right choice because when I started doing that, a lot more people started listening to this crap. And when I shorten the episodes from 90 minutes down to 60 minutes and change, a lot more people listened. I don't want people listening to three, two quarters of the show or three quarters of the show and going, that's ah, enough of this bastard. Now that I do an hour show, people actually listen to the whole thing. Because I was no longer wearing out my welcome. Actually, back then, I did not. I'll be honest with you. Uh, even when some, <laughs> I could actually get away with doing an hour and a half show now because I actually know how to do this now. That was like a long time ago, but it's a whole different story. But I don't want to be one of those people that wear that wears out your welcome. You just don't want to be that guy, you know. Some some people just don't know when when to stop. I mean, if you if you're talking to somebody and you know they're not interested. Just realize your welcome was pre-worn out. It may not even be something that you did. It just means that they don't want to talk right now. Maybe they don't want to talk to you, but they don't want to talk. So shut up. Happened to me at the supermarket today. I was just trying to get the hell out of the supermarket. I was going shopping, which I can't stand going shopping. I hate shopping. Hate it. And if you like shopping, I think there's something wrong with you. 
And I'm not talking about when you go into like a, an electronic store and you're buying a laptop or you're buying some kind of electronics or even if you if you're a person that likes clothing or, and that's an important thing to you and you buy some clothing and you because the thing is when you buy clothing you're going to wear that for a while you know if you take good care of it you can you may be able to wear that clothing for years you may have a pair of jeans or a suit or some shoes that you really like I get it and at least you have something to show for it you buy it you got it you wear it you buy some electronics you buy a television set you buy a laptop you buy a computer whatever that crap is you got something to show for it you buy food and you're going to be done with it in about five hours because you eat it and then it comes out your ass and goes away when you go shopping for food damn it don't you realize you're spending a couple of hours looking for food you put the food in the bag and you don't realize you're not just putting food in the bag do you know what you're putting in that bag also more time and effort because everything in that bag has to be prepared unless you got a personal chef and i bet you don't so when you put those bags of food in, you got it in your trunk of your car. You got to take it. You got to put it in the stupid bags. You got to take it from the cart and put it in the trunk. You take it home. And then you got to take it back out of the trunk and put it in the house. And then you got to put it away. And then after it's put away, at some point, you're going to have to get hungry. You're going to get hungry. And then you got to go find that crap. And you never know where it is because some jackass always moves it. And then you got to cook that crap up. So you just basically have a bag full of future errands. That's all you got. And if you like walking around the supermarket looking at food, there's something wrong with your punk ass. But that's beside the point. I digress. So I'm standing in line and there's a guy in front of me. And I am in agony because, as I've already stated, I hate shopping. And his welcome was pre-worn out. The, wel- the welcome of anyone who was going to engage me in conversation was worn out unless you're a Halle Berry or Serena Williams coming in there going hi I don't know you but I want to marry you and hopefully uh you can goldfish me because I'm I want you to goldfish me and quite frankly look at me there's a good chance that I'm a goldfish you too okay I talked to them but this dude is not that and he's trying his best to engage me in conversation. And like I said, I do, I, I do conversation for a living. I've been doing the podcast since 2013. I've been doing comedy for decades. I talk for a living. And if I decide to make a stranger laugh, it's not that big of a deal because I've been doing it professionally my entire adult life. Not a big deal. So I usually say something funny to people. Let me give them a nice laugh and they go about their business. But this dude was like... He was like a black hole. You know, the black holes that are floating around the universe, sucking up stars, sucking up planets, sucking up meteors and gases with a gravitational pull that is so intense, even light cannot escape the black hole. Well, this guy was just like that. Oh, no. He was literally sucking the energy and sucking the charisma right the hell out of me. I'm sitting there going, oh my God, this dude. What is this dude doing? Why is this dude talking? Why isn't someone stabbing this guy? Okay, I didn't want anybody to stab him. But I damn sure wanted them to shut the hell up. Because if you have something interesting to say to somebody, you usually come in with the interesting thing. You usually come in with the topic. If I see somebody there and I see somebody, you know, they're having a conversation, they're like, hey, this, that, that. And it'll be something they go, hey, yeah. And they, they're interested in it. But if I don't think the person's going to be, if I, haven't, I don't have anything interesting to say, I don't bother the bastard. I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay not talking sometimes. Not a problem. But this guy looked back at me and goes, hey, you got a lot of food there. That was that was how he wanted to start a conversation. Hey, you got a lot of food there. But like I said, he was a black hole. He was a black hole of energy. He sucked the energy and the charisma right out of me. I mean, I literally it was almost as if all the jokes that were in my head and the funny little conversational banner banter that I would have had with this cat that I that I usually have with whatever person I run across it was as if that part of my brain was on strike it was like I went into my brain and said hey let's say something witty and charming to this cat 
And then, we, we, you know, to, to, to get the conversation going, because obviously this guy wants to talk and I'm stuck in line behind the bastard. And I want to make this a pleasurable experience for myself. So come on, brain. You're a professional level at this. You've done national television. You've done radio. You have a podcast that's growing in popularity. You thought of You were thought of when you did stand up regularly and you'll be doing it again in 2016 as one of the best comics in the country. Come on, man. You can do it. And my brain says, I'm on strike. I don't feel like it. It's almost as if my brain was an underpaid worker for a multinational corporation that was not going to give it sick leave, was not going to give it overtime pay, was actually playing with its paycheck, wouldn't give it maternity leave, and treated it like crap and it couldn't take it anymore. And that's the effect that guy had on the funniness that was inside me it didn't want to code or work he was on strike it didn't like the conditions with which he would have to work meaning that guy so you got a lot of food there huh and normally i would say something blah blah blah, blah and the guy would go ah, ha, 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 ha. you're pretty funny you should be a comedian i go well yeah as a matter of fact but not in this occasion you got a lot of food there <laughs> and i went uh yeah i got um there's a lot of people at the house right now, so you know I gotta. Since there's a lot of people, it's, you know, I gotta buy food for them because you know they they want to eat. You know, because you know if I if I didn't have the food in the cart, they would you know they they would not eat, and then you know you you need food to live. So you know, I man. I mean, if I mean if I didn't have this food in the cart, I mean it's not like they would starve to death. I actually have food in the house, but I'm. Shopping to make sure that what I have in the house doesn't run out. You know, I'm not, I'm not shopping because you know, like nobody. I'm not. I don't go shopping when I have nothing in the house. I, I regularly go shopping on this particular day. You know, to replenish what is gone and, you know, to have food around to, to you know, to, for sustenance for the people that live in the house. That's you know, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, hey, well, I'm saying you got you got uh, look, you got a lot of oranges there. Yeah, you know, uh, among the things that the people in my house like to eat, um, one of their foods that they prefer to eat is oranges, you know. So, you know, when I was making up the list of things to purchase, they, they said, hey, could you get some oranges? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So, you know, since they requested oranges, is one of the things that they wanted to eat. I actually went out and purchased oranges because, you know, they uh, they eat oranges. So, you know, that's what I, that's what I did there. Oh, I got a newspaper, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like to keep up uh, with uh, things that happen in the news, and uh, that's that's it's it's in that it's in there. That's why they that's why it's called a newspaper because they put news in there. You know, and, uh, I mean to be honest with you, I get a lot of news from uh, Twitter and you know and uh, various news sources online. But you know, sometimes for, for whatever reason, I still I still have an affinity for a newspaper, so I I made the purchase of the newspaper. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but it was like it was like <laughs> it was like the energy was just kind of sucked out of me by this guy. I was like, oh god, this guy's talking to me. Oh god, what, what, what? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, cause I, I, it's like that, that's never happened to me before. Somebody just like sucked the life out of me just by being near me. So this guy had pre-worn out his welcome. And I feel bad about the guy. Because as it turns out, the guy actually didn't even meet me. That wasn't me. That was what was left of me. That was the husk that was left after he sucked the soul out of me with his boringness. You know? <laughs> you know, it was, it was really weird. It's like, it's like and uh, yeah, um, have a good day. Well, I'm going to try to have a good day. I mean, uh. You know, nobody actually attempts to have a day that's bad. You know, I just, uh, you know, I try to try to do good things during the course of the day. Hopefully, uh, you know, you know, treat people with love and respect, and maybe they'll give the love and respect back to me. So I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the sentiment, and uh, have a good day yourself. Take care, my friend. And the second he walked outside, all of a sudden, that drain that was 
tapped into my endless pool of charisma and funniness was replenished. The second he pulled away, the gravitational pull of boringness and dryness and funny killness. Soon as he left, I was back to me and I immediately felt my brain go, hope strikes over. And I started saying crap that was hilarious. And the lady behind the counter said, oh, man, I didn't know you were that funny because just a minute ago, you seemed like one of those shy guys that didn't say crap. And I didn't want to explain to her that guy right there was draining the life out of me with his boringness. Yeah, I said it. He had worn out his welcome with me because I couldn't take the bastard. And it wasn't his fault. I mean, yes, he was a bit of a he was a bit of a drain. But I just hate shopping. Shop the the welcome of shopping was worn out before I even got there. You know what I'm saying. So I just wanted to make sure. Like I said, I don't want to wear out my welcome, and that's you know nobody wants to wear out their welcome. It just it's just after a while, you know, you just got to realize it's just time to stop. You know, I, I usually leave situations earlier than I need to because I don't want to be one of those guys where. You know, he's coming. That guy? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Not that guy. He never knows how to leave. Jesus. This guy just stays too damn long. And just that guy. Oh, God. I'm more like this. He's coming. Hey, that guy. All right. Hey, where you going, man? Where you going? Come on. Hang around. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, no, you don't. I'm not going to move from the come on, man. To Come on, man. I don't want that to happen. So I make it a point that I never wear out my welcome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know. So what I'm saying is, man, you know, if you get it, look around and see if you have people around you that are wearing out their welcome. If they were out there welcome too fast, why are you around the bastards in the first place? You don't even need those bastards around you if they're wearing out their welcome real fast. Throw their punk asses out. Be polite about it. But get rid of them, you know, let them kind of die on the vine. Let that relationship die on the vine. Get rid of the bastards. Drop kick their punk asses to the curb. Don't be mean about it. But you know how to get rid of people without being mean, getting rid of people. They'll get the message after a while. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Because I know now there's certain people I got to get rid of. Oh, no, I can't have them around. Oh, no, I can't do it. You know, I have a 10 to 10 rule. I have a 10 to 10 rule. That's my rule. 10 to 10. Don't call me before 10 o'clock and don't be in my house after 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, 1001. Hey, what's going on? 959. What the fuck do you want? 10 o'clock at night. 959. <laughs> hey, it was a great time. <laughs> 1001. Why are you not a dead die bastard? Okay, not it's not that bad. <laughs> but I do want people to get the hell out uh, after 10 o'clock, you know, because at that time, like I said, I like to have a time of day when I'm just by myself chilling. Because as it turns out, I'm recording this at a, like it's right now on the East Coast. I'm actually recording this on Sunday night and it's 1240 right now in the morning. This is one of those times when I'm usually I'm either reading something or just chilling. Um, usually writing poetry, Pornhub, and, um, you know, contemplating the universe, MILFs with big buttockses, and uh, deciding what kind of moves I want to make in my career, ebony boobs. <laughs> just kidding. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go to Pornhub. I don't even know what that is. I've just heard people on Twitter mention it. <laughs> Shut up. But you know what I'm saying. So what I'm saying to you, my friends, is whatever you do, make sure you never wear out your welcome. You don't want to do that. Always be the pleasant surprise and always leave the bastards wanting more. That's all I'm saying. Leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more your ass. Okay, not your ass. Okay, maybe your ass. Maybe that's your thing. I don't know. But um, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, my friends... We're about to wrap this up. But uh, I just want to say this. Listen, listen. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for episode number 200. I have no idea. I don't know whether or not it's going to be a new episode. 
Um, I don't know whether or not it's going to be like a best of type thing. I don't know. Haven't decided yet. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was driving around and, um, you know, I'm in the car and people are talking to me. And it's really weird. It's like how this ep- this this show has, has kind of washed in my regular life. They're talking about this some some stupid crap. I don't know. I kind of zoned them out. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I was like, what am I going to do with episode 200, man? I don't know what it was. And the rain was pounding on the car. It was raining really hard. And I got out of the car. And I was still thinking about it. I was taking groceries out. And I looked at the car, and the car was really, really clean because it was raining really hard. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Because sometimes when it rains, like I used to work at a car wash a long time ago. Sometimes when it rains a little bit, they get that misty rain. Your car looks like crap. You know, it's dusty and dirty and filthy and slimy. But when it rains really, really hard... It's really, really clean. You don't even have to take it to the car wash. A little bit of rain, you got to go to the car wash. A lot of rain, you don't got to go to the car wash at all. That's pretty interesting. Because I was talking about during this episode about how you got to make sure you don't have, you know, you don't wear out your welcome with people. And that's kind of a little problem. And it's those little problems on a regular basis, like a little bit of rain on your car that kind of dirties things up. You know, you get in the fights with your girlfriend, your friend does something stupid. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know, those aren't big problems. They're not really that big of a deal, but they do make your car a little dirty. But like I said, there's the big, 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 big problems. The big rain kind of washed the car And you don't have to do anything to the car. You just kind of step back and look at the car and you see the effects of the heavy rain. And it kind of puts things into perspective. Now, I spent this entire episode talking about the little problems that we have sometimes, you know, wearing out your welcome or some jackass in line boring you with some stupid ass conversations. And those things annoy you. And then sometimes a big problem will come up. And it's like that heavy rain hitting your car and it just kind of washes everything away. Gives you an opportunity to just kind of step back and look at things. I looked at my car and that heavy rain, I had some dust on my car. I was going to get it washed off. I drove around to the supermarket, that heavy rain, bang, bang, pounded on the car. And now the car is clean like it went to a car wash. The big problem. When I was, have a relative that's, uh, let's just say, not in the best of shape. Really bad shape. And I don't know <laughs> uh, when I'm going you never know when I mean I don't I don't anticipate getting that phone call anytime really, really soon, but I know it's coming. We all know it's coming. And when I sit back and I think about The little problems, you know, people wearing out their welcome, people messing up your house during a party, a girlfriend getting mad at you. Little things that muddy up the car, the little problems. Then there are times when I think about the big problem. You know. And it kind of washes everything away. Because it means that you know, the little problems that I, I was bothered by ain't really shit. You don't mean anything. Like I said, I don't anticipate getting that phone call up from, uh, from or about him. Well, it obviously wouldn't be from him, but I'm anticipating getting that phone call about him anytime, like, really, really soon. But it's possible. And I know what's coming at some point. It's inevitable. It's the big rain. And it kind of washes everything else away. So. Just remember, and and, and this is something that I remember for myself. Not to be a downer or anything, but I mean, this is what happens to everybody at some point. You know, fuck the little problems, man. 
Now I'm going to on on several episodes, like for the rest of my life, which hopefully will be another fifty years or so. And podcasting obviously will still be here, and I will still be doing it. I'm still, from a comedic standpoint, or just to amuse myself or to amuse you, I'm still going to complain and joke and tell funny stories and interesting stories, hopefully interesting stories and hopefully funny stories about the little problems, you know, those little rains that leave that shit on your car when you had to go outside and take your towel and wipe your car down and damn it, the damn mist and the rain and the dew and look at all this crap. I got to wipe the dust off my windows and all of that crap. And oh, look at all this dirt on my tires. This sucks. This sucks. Oh, damn it. Oh, get this guy cut me off in traffic. This bastard. This, I can't stand this crap. Didn't hit my car. I was never in any, any real danger. He just annoyed me. I can't believe she said that. Why did the kid piss on the table? I bet that. And all of these little tiny things that make the car dirty. The kind of things that piss you off. And then the big rain comes, washes it all away. It's interesting how that came up (laughs) just on the drive back from the supermarket. So what I'm saying is, folks, there's always going to be the little rains that leave that shit all over your car. Don't worry about it. Swipe it off. Wipe it off. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Don't pay too much attention to it. <sighs> Long ass segment over. All right, my friends, I know what you're thinking. I when I hear you going. How the hell can you say long ass segment over just now when, quite frankly, the whole damn episode was a 56 minute segment, you bastard? Well, I can do that because it's my show, damn it. And also, habit. Uh, this is episode number 197 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Uh, more than anything else, I just want to thank you guys for listening to my dopey ass on a regular basis. Um, I know for a fact that there's some of you that have been listening since the late October of, of 2013 when I started doing this thing. And, uh, some, you know, and, and I can tell that, you, that you're there. Um, I appreciate you. Because, like I said, that, that, that means that you did. Uh, if you're listening to this, that you mean you listen to my dopey ass on 197 occasions at least, and you chose to do that, and I am completely honored by the fact that you would do that. It means a lot to me. It really, really does. Uh, once again, more than anything else, I want to give a special shout out to my uh, my fencing brother from another mother at Twitter Hero on Twitter. Thank you, my brother at Twitter Hero. If you're not following. Go do so because I said so. And it's spelled with one T in the Twitter. Why? Because a real man only needs one T and only punks need that second T. That's right. And that Twitter hero is no punk. I want to give a special shout out to my hashtag pattern family. So if you're on Twitter, do me a favor. First, listen to me, damn it. Then after you finish listening to me, go to the hashtag Modern family, like modern family, but you take the M out and you put a P there because, well, that's kind of how it's spelled. Because if you, if you didn't take, if you spelled it the other way, you, you would be going to the wrong hashtag and then you would be listening to the wrong stuff. But if you go to the right hashtag, hashtag modern family modern family modern family oh by the way it's not modern family three times it's just modern family once hashtag modern family there's some cool podcasts there that you should listen to after listening to me now do me a favor you weird bastards i know you've been listening to me on a regular basis and i know uh, apparently a lot of you have been listening on itunes because i finally loaded on itunes uh and i noticed that you guys have been listening to uh, a lot of you have been starting to listen on iTunes because a lot of you have been listening on your individual podcatchers, but apparently there's a lot of iTunes people coming on now. Excuse me. <coughs> so I want to thank you guys very, very much. Uh, I want to thank you guys more than anything else for listening to my dopey ass. Uh, I am on Twitter, and for me, my personal Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. Follow it. My show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Follow that also. And do me a favor, my friends. I would really appreciate if you could do that. It doesn't matter what country you're in. I would appreciate if you would do it. One, follow both of my Twitter pages. At S. Anthony Thomas and at S. Anthony Says. 
And if you love the show, no matter what you're listening to it on, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you are, make sure you rate the show. If you love it, make sure you tell everybody. And if you love the show and you're going to rate the show, make sure you let everybody know by giving it a good rating. Because I said so, you bastards. And um, that's about it, man. You know, follow the Twitter. Uh, rate the show if you love it. Subscribe. Tell your friends. That's all I ask you to do for now. Until the cult starts, in which case I'm going to ask uh, for several other things like your undying allegiance. And uh, some, some. I'm not going to say what else, but it rhymes with sex slavery. <laughs> now, I don't mean it in, the, in like the illegal way, like some weird sex trafficker. I don't mean that kind of sex slavery. I mean, that, that's probably a harsher term than I need to mean. So let's, let's just take that term out. I don't mean it that way because that implies you know, some kind of evil intent. I just, I just would, would hope that, that, that you guys would worship me, you know, <clears throat> like I'm some kind of cult leader. And then we take over. I mean, <laughs> I, I should not have said any of that. I, I, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, thanks for following me on Twitter. And um, thanks for telling everybody about the podcast. You know, I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week with episode number 198. Like I said, I don't know what I'm going to do on episode 200 regarding the 200th episode. I don't know if I'm going to do, uh, well, I'm going to do some new stuff, but I don't know whether or not I'm going to, I'm going to put some best of in there or if I'm just going to acknowledge that it's episode 200 and just keep rolling like I normally do. I haven't decided yet. Um, if you want, if you, if you want to hear, if you, if you think I should throw in some best of, let me know. Um, you know, tweet me and uh, let me know if you think I should do. If you want to see me to put some of the best stuff, like the most popular segments that people have written to me about, let me know. Um, but let me know soon because if you don't let me know soon, I'm just gonna do what I was gonna do anyway. Yeah, that's right. So thank you for more than you'll ever know. I really appreciate you more than you'll ever know, and I will see you next week. Thank you very, very much. And S. Anthony.